I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting. Mike Crockett. Actually, I prefer to be called Maestro. And the kingpin, Brian Malonis. He's the win, and nobody beats him. This is the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Network. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 50, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully, they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the irresistible force, the immovable object. For episode 50, he celebrated by having 50 chicken fingers, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. <laughs> Brian, Brian. Oh, oh. Hello. Michael. What, what time is it now? Are we recording? We are. We're live. We're oh, live, pal. Oh, boy. Oh, let's, let's start that over again. <laughs> it's about 12.30 a.m. We just finished, uh, well, about 20 minutes ago, finished watching WrestleMania, uh, and we will get all into it here today on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Maybe we, not all into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot to cover in an hour-long podcast. But first, briefly, Brian, um, this weekend... You appear once again on Ring of Honor Television. Is that correct? That's correct. On your Sinclair affiliates. If you didn't see it, it will be on the Fight TV app on Monday, I believe. Shocking you want to squeeze this in and you're all bubbly about it. Tell the folks what happened, Mike. The, the, you you wrestled jo- Josh Woods. Yeah, what happened? And uh, you had a tremendous effort in Manhattan, New York City. Yeah. But um, you might have... Come up on the uh, short end of the stick. Yeah, no, you're holding <laughs> your restrained jubilation <laughs> right now. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, you, you had a, a great showing. It was a great match. And uh, Josh Woods goes on to the finals. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just say that. Check it out this week <laughs> on the Fight TV app, and I believe it's on Thursday on ROHWrestling.com. Uh, so also, Brian, you made an appearance in the – UK magazine, Steel Chair magazine. That's right. I got. I'm, I'm like a centerfold in it. Yeah. Well, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole lot of centerfolds. Uh, you, yes, yeah, so you had a two-page spread with your photo and all yes. this stuff. Uh, go to at Steel Chair Mag on Twitter. You can see that. Uh, th- that's pinned right to the top there. You can see of the course article. I, I mean, largely talking about the WPAN. Uh, yeah, you kind of missed uh, missed that spot. But uh, <laughs> I told you, sorry, he asked uh, he asked certain questions, and I answered those questions. Very pointed questions, yes, indeed, <laughs> about the top prospect tournament. So check that out, and of course, check out the Kingpin this week on Ring of Honor Television. And uh, Brian, we do a podcast. In addition to this podcast, we do one every Thursday. This past week, it was the best WrestleMania entrance, and a friend of ours was not too happy about it. Maybe he'll uh, swing by and talk about it because we are here uh, at his lovely abode. Maybe we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, we do it every Thursday. It's new, unique content exclusively for BDA Radio, a different topic every week voted on by the listeners and followers at the WPAN on Twitter. Plus, we do a weekly feedback segment called Merv Griffin Time, and each 
Each week, we induct another member into the prestigious Heal Laugh Hall of Fame. Get these BDA bonus episodes, plus the first 38 episodes of this podcast, on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing feed on your favorite podcast platform, or you can visit BDARadio.com. All right, it's time. Let's talk a little WrestleMania 33, that little no more that little wrestling. program. No more wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> that little program called WrestleMania 33. And we did it at the Royal Rumble Summit, and we're going to do it again. We're bringing back our two pals. First of all, he's a former chaotic wrestling heavyweight champion of the world. He is one Julian Starr. Yo, 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 what's up? <laughs> How you feeling, Julian? Uh, fat. I've eaten a lot of food today. Uh, I, I haven't stopped eating. I, I I can't even hold this mic up. I'm just resting out of my stomach right now. Your belly looks lovely. <laughs> I am a true heavyweight champion. Yes, you are. And also joining us here once again is the what, you the host, you the the star. Let's say yeah, the star's good of the inside perspective on the New Age Insiders Network. Might be a he new is coming to that show. Really, that guy. Scotty Slade. What's going on, fellas? Hello. Welcome back. I'm the one with the most energy right now. This is what happens when you're small and tiny like myself. There you go. And oh, it's also also <laughs> whoa, just kind of slinking into the room here. I'll be in and out a little bit. In and out. He's officially on vacation. <laughs> yeah, he, is a, he is on vacation this week. He is a, a good friend and he's, uh, he's uh, padding his appearances here on the <laughs> wrestling podcast about nothing. Trying to catch up to Mr. Mills. Yes, it is the firebrand Brian Fury. Hello. Hello, how do Hello. you do? I'm fantastic. We just mentioned the uh, the best WrestleMania entrances we talked about this yes, past Thursday. Yes. You may hear a voicemail from me uh, <laughs> later on in this episode. Then, if that's well, the actually, case, if this is like I was uh, fired up. This is like the last time when he tried to play voicemails. We just had to take Crockett's word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might this week. We might push those to Thursday. Now that you we're guys uh, remember the first match, it was like. Feels like it was ten days ago. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it was, uh, it was a long show. Legit yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we started at five p.m. I guess the let's hit the big news off the top. Uh, uh, I, I guess Neville retained. Woo! <laughs> 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 that was like eight hours ago. By the way, you go moving on. <laughs> that was like eight hours ago. No, I was going to ask you guys, what do you, what do you think? Is the uh, you think the Undertaker's done? <laughs> yeah, uh, Perhaps. <laughs> Hopefully, the Undertaker <laughs> yes. rides the motorcycle to the ring. We'll be back on Raw tomorrow. Stop. Oh, oh wow! Please. The American stop. badass. Brian you Fury stop? dropping a bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's leaving on a high note. <laughs> American badass. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah, so um, I guess maybe we should talk about the decision to go with uh, Roman Reigns and Undertaker in the main event. I I would guess it's probably completely based on the fact that Undertaker is done. Um, But, uh, Brian, I know on Twitter you you weren't very um, happy with the decision that you, you thought that Brock and Goldberg should have main evented the show. Yeah, especially just looking at. I mean, I guess that's a little, a little bit of hindsight, but right. Uh, but I, I even thought that going. I thought I thought Taker Reigns closing it was weird, anyways. Even with it potentially being Undertaker's last match, I didn't think this match had much of a chance of being good. You know, especially if you believe reports of, um, you know, the reports of the Undertaker's physical condition as of late. 
Yeah, so, he, I, he, I don't know. Just very quite. Just assume. Just assume this, folks. If there's potentially two uh, matches that the WWE may decide with <laughs> of what's going on last, just assume the one they don't choose to go on last is probably the better choice. That's that's kind of been the track record of WrestleMania's past. Yeah, it's been a little, it's been a little rough. Um, so the main event, I mean, basically, I mean, you couldn't really put that Undertaker whole retirement thing before the main event. Well, now knowing how it finished, sure, I could see that. I mean, that's why it was put on last, right? That, like, for that particular reason. Uh, do you think it was just like a fa- uh, matter of uh, Roman Reigns is the wrong guy to to put in there for the last match? No, no, especially because of the way they're trying to push Roman right now. Like, this is a great transition where they're doing the whole you story. sit up a little bit or at least turn around? Why? Because <laughs> you sound like you're choking slowly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably why I wake up in the middle of the night and do the... Well, <laughs> I totally agree that The Undertaker versus Roman is probably the direction <laughs> they should go in. This is going downhill quick. <laughs> Where they're um, where they're pushing Roman, and they did the whole storyline of like the transition of the who's this is my yard, you know, gimmick. I think that Roman would be the right person to put over the Undertaker and have that be Taker's last match. It's a good to transition. be put over by the Undertaker. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it was a good match, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't even be questioning it. Correct. It was sad. I will say it was sad yes. watching the Undertaker in that sort of physical condition because yes. that's not how we, we should not remember the Undertaker. You know, from that match because the Undertaker had like certainly a top five career of all time professional wrestling. You know, maybe what a top three potentially. I mean, My favorite WrestleMania matches of all time when we did the uh, New Age Insiders poll for NAI Mania. There you go. It was Michael's uh, Taker two for me. Oh, for is the second one? Uh, career versus streak. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people like the uh, other one better. Right, I got you. I got you. <laughs> uh, and also, Brian, uh, you're sitting here adorned in your Hulkamania t-shirt. Yes, very disappointed. Oh, I loved it when he... Oh, that's right. Didn't come out. No Hogan, no Rock on WrestleMania. That, that's, that is the, the maybe the upset of... Not, not that they didn't show up, but that it went past midnight, and the only ridiculous time-wasting segment was the awful concert, like... I, I think it was beyond halfway through, but you, usually there's like you know a couple twenty minute promos in there, and and there wasn't anything like that except for the like the one song concert, and it still went past midnight. I feel like they didn't play that song enough. It was two songs. Oh we oh we oh we oh we oh oh oh. We got to pay royalties. Shut up. I actually thought he was singing another song. That's how bad that was. Sounds like we got a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Still my gimmick. <laughs> no, what about uh, Lunch Meat Lewis? He's uh... a <laughs> <laughs> so, listener's going to be so confused right now. <laughs> All right, let's let's let's. Yeah, you're just to keep us on track here. Let's Crockett. get into the show here. All right. <laughs> Let's get a steer this ship. It's going down. Yes, the it started out. It all started out at five thirty or quarter of six p.m. in the East Coast. The cruiserweight championship, Austin Aries versus the champion Neville. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Aries went for a dive on the outside, and Neville hit a kick. That was kind of the cutoff. Then they came. They went to commercial. I loved the commercial break yes. for that match uh, on the network. Where you've already pretty much watching the event, the network that has the event on it that you're already paying for, yet here's the commercial for the event you're 
kind of already watching. Makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. I think was it a commercial for that, or was it a commercial for one of the uh, it was, apps? It was the Ultimate Thrill Ride. Yep. It was, oh, okay. uh, it was literally ride. a commercial for the pay per view you are currently watching. Well, I think they they're showing it on YouTube and Facebook Live too. Maybe that's kind of Ma- maybe perhaps they could have shown the commercial, you know, instead of having the fucking panel talk, talk <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's watch the wrestling match, you know? yeah. which is one of the better matches on the entire yeah. seven-hour card. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the whole show started out uh, pretty strong. They came back and they had a, a graphic on the screen that said, Cruiser, space, 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 weight, champion. Cruiserweight was two yeah, words. Yeah, between the commercial the and the botched graphic. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, do you remember when uh, Neville was dumped onto his tailbone? On his yes, <laughs> he's dumped onto his tailbone. Hey, we should call him Tailbone. <laughs> <laughs> tailbone. Um, then he was. He finally nailed a plancha, plancha. He rolled in, and there was a kick out. And the, do you remember the uh, Aries missile drop kick? Yes, with yes. the inside out uh, bump from Neville right under his chin. Yes, and Neville just yeah just destroyed himself. Uh, yeah, this match this match was awesome. One of my favorite of the night. It was the great snap German suplex by Neville and Aries landed uh, right on the top of his noggin. You screamed like a seven year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I felt it. I felt it at home. I legit felt it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they traded an Enziguri by Neville and then a discus five arm by Aries. And Neville tumbles to the floor. Then they did the Hurricane Rana by Austin Aries, both standing on the top rope, not the middle rope. Um, and yes. When did you take all these notes? You didn't have your eyes on the television once. <laughs> yeah, that's when I took them, when I didn't have my eyes on the television. <laughs> listening to the commentary and then typing furiously? Yeah, it's like it's like It definitely radio. wasn't listening to the commentary because they don't call moves on the commentary. Uh, listening to everyone else in the room and just typing whatever you heard us say? <laughs> Good at multitasking. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, it was a 450 splash <laughs> by Austin Aries and a kick out. Then the That's not what his wife says. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I hate you it's getting edited out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, there's no time for it. Unfortunately. <laughs> Lance cha- uh, last Chancery by Aries, but then Neville went for that injured eye, that eye that was destroyed by um, Nakamura earlier this year. Uh, Red Nakamura. <laughs> Uh, Red Arrow, three count. Neville retains the Cruiserweight Championship to start this show. And from there, it was the Battle Royal. And the only ones to get entrances are Big Show and Braun Strowman. So obviously, they were dumped pretty early in the match. Yeah, pretty unceremoniously uh, midway through. Yes, yeah, so everyone teamed up and got the Big Show out. And then shortly thereafter, Braun Strowman. And. Uh, the Ray. Where is the Ray? He was supposed to be joining us here. Well, you know, he's got an hour drive. We didn't anticipate uh, WrestleMania to go this late, and uh, here we are. He was trying to leave at like 9.30, though. Yeah, well, you know yes, what? He he's, a, he's a working man. You know, wakes up early. Um, before we get into this, I need to preface this. Okay. Uh, before you got here, Crockett, for WrestleMania, uh, before the show started, they showed some kind of like uh, documentary styles on the network. Mm-hmm. And they were showing when The Miz beat Zack Ryder the Monday after WrestleMania. And there was a security guard that was working that match that stopped was Maurice, right? Yes. Stopped Maurice so she couldn't do her job to the point the security guard had no idea what was going on. She was literally manhandling Maurice and wouldn't let her through. Right. And so Maurice is trying to plead her like, no, like, listen, I'm on the show. This is the match. I it's a spot. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that same security guard makes an appearance <laughs> in this battle royal. <laughs> she might be all done with the company as we speak. <laughs> yes, because Rob Gronkowski was at ringside supporting yeah. his boy, Mojo Raleigh. Couldn't play in the Super Bowl, though. <laughs> smell that. Stinks. <laughs> so, yes, uh, Jinder Mahal throws water in Rob, Rob Gronkowski's face. And then Rob. Well, no, 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 no. He did not throw it in his face. He hit him in the shoulder and hit all the people in the back of Gronkowski with the water. <laughs> okay, it might have been a slightly uh, botched. Uh, it's a cup of cup of water. <laughs> it was a cup. Uh, so yeah, as Gron- Gronk tries to get to over the barricade, the security lady uh, tries as she might to stop him, but no. Someone comes and says, "No, this is the spot. This is the he spot." Was swarmed by referees and yes. <laughs> so Gronk uh, got past her, got in the ring, shoulder tackled Jinder Mahal, and then uh, Dane, Killian Dane, was one of the final three. What? No, no, not Todd <laughs> Hansen. <laughs> Uh, no, it was not Warrior Hanson. It was Cartwheel. Get out of here. That wasn't. <laughs> I, look, I, you were watching the same thing I was. Yes. Wait, long hair, beard. Looking like a barbarian. Fupa, Fupa cover. cover. Yes. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm done. All right, I'm not. I'm not look at the views expressed by Brian Malone. No, that's not a view. That is what that is what Warbeard Hanson yes. calls his gear. Fact. Okay. Right, that's that's what that he fact. calls it. <laughs> so, so Mojo uh, got. I think ki- he's called it on this podcast. I, I, yes, I, I believe so. Yes, Killian Dane was oh, dumped. <laughs> Killian Dane was dumped by Mojo, and then the final two are Mojo Raleigh and Jinder Mahal. No one in the world called that final two. I can say right now with confidence, uh, Mojo. Oh, great the, uh, shape Jinder Mahal's gotten himself well, into. <laughs> yes, he's so vascular. <laughs> <laughs> Not thank you, thank two, you, Vince. With Gronkowski being decked out in full Mojo gear, it was pretty obvious something was going to happen at the end with them too. Yeah, weird. I didn't see. I didn't see Gronk the rest of the night <laughs> in those front row seats. They were he celebrating. That security guard you cut yep. him out of there. She got her she heat got back. The last lap. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, uh, Mojo unceremoniously knocks Jinder Mahal off the apron to win the match, and then him and Gronkowski uh, do a lot of. Uh, Man love in the ring after the match to celebrate Mojo Raleigh. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And I saw no uh, arm folding next to the trophy. I don't know what what happened. The trophy wasn't even in appearance, was it? I th- no. I think I saw it. No, I, I didn't see even it. acknowledge no. the trophy. Nope. They hmm. just said, this is a Battle Royal, go. Which I did oh, state. Was it, in the aisle? was it in the aisle when they came down? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. They didn't acknowledge it whatsoever. And I did state, before WrestleMania started, I asked what celebrity are they going to try and put over for the event you guys said al roker and suck it it was not it was actually gronkowski which chocolate thunder (laughs) (laughs) the views expressed by scotty slade (laughs) are al rokers he said himself all right so the intercontinental title closed out the pre-show baron corbin versus champion dean ambrose and ambrose last year was against brock lesnar in wrestlemania on the main card now he's in the pre-show he was the champion for much of the year yes main event <laughs> of, of the, the pre-show. pre-show. <laughs> All right, if you want to put it that it's like way. Like first half main event no, on the no, pre-show. You beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, so uh, pretty early on, Ambrose moved out of the way, and Corbin goes into the steps. Uh, there is a whirly bird slam at one point. I don't know what he calls it, but I call it a whirly bird slam. That's and, what he calls it. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. A kick out, and there is a, a power bombish type move, as I write here. Uh, by Corbin and a kick out. Uh, and then Corbin went for the, the end of days. It was reversed into Ambrose's double arm DDT. A pinfall occurs. Dean Ambrose retains the Intercontinental Championship to close out the pre-show. And there's laughing going on. I'm not sure why. <laughs> We're tired. Just keep Mike. talking, Mike. Lomas is just expressing his views of that match by <laughs> shoving his hand on his pants and playing with his junk. <laughs> Probably as much fun as he had watching that match. Wow, it is that. Baron that... Corbin just hasn't found his groove, just like Malonis was still finding the groove. <laughs> I don't want to know about his groove. Find that rhythm. <laughs> Julian will never find that groove. They <laughs> <laughs> give up that groove. Oh, my goodness. The main show. Too much work. At 7 p.m., the main show started with Tanache. We're two hours deep before we get to the main card. Tanache. She sang America the Beautiful. Oh, that's right. And she was a lovely lass. If somebody out there could tell us who the hell she is, please tweet at us. Famous. Because I have no clue. So, uh, New Day. I have no idea here. The New Day came out first in ridiculous outfits. They're in their gear, so they must have been wrestling. Right, Brian? <laughs> well, it was, clearly it was done for a purpose, you dink. So, <laughs> you're taking shots at me here, but it was done for a swerve. But, Brian, like, people come out in their gear all the time when they're not wrestling. Yeah, so, they... so you knew the Hardys were coming back. You knew the Hardys were coming back. Why are you guys spoil that? No, I know. We you spoiling the... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Look at wrestlers always have to be ready. So being in gear, you know, as that's the okay. yeah. What I say is, you figure being the host of of WrestleMania, they would have been in nice suits. They were later. Yeah, yeah exactly. After the swerve was over, that they did. Just go back thirty seconds and delete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you walk in the door backstage, they make you put your gear on, Brian. There's plenty of times that Randy Orton has walked down to ringside in just his little underwears and never done anything. Trunks. They're trunks. (laughs) All right. So the New Day came out. They uh, did their whole opening spiel. They had uh, outfits apparently inspired by Final Fantasy. Did you know that? Saw no resemblance whatsoever. Scotty plays video games. I played. uh, Let's see. Seven, nine, eight, ten, eleven. And uh, uh, that's, not, that's not how those numbers go, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's slightly out of order. There. Did you notice? Did you notice any resemblance? Uh, no, not one whatsoever. Especially the new one, because the new one, every single character is wearing black. So there was no way, well, shape, or form. Well, they, they the only almost, thing they almost hit it that I that uh, resembled <laughs> Final Fantasy was the Moogle that everyone called a cat, which okay. was pissing me off. They were well, down, okay, like, hot dog machine, right? Is that what they were riding? No, it was the ice cream, oh, the ice cream good. truck. <laughs> Had a chocobo Tra- in front. Come oh, on. guys. The hot dog machine. Do you not watch the product? <laughs> We're crying out loud. New Day ice cream. No, hot it's dogs. been like two months now. Selling red hot dogs. <laughs> Pat Matthews loves them. Now, guys, now I, now I know what Bright was just doing. He was, he was pulling his lever. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the New Day we're talking about. It's They're true. pulling levers. Oh, boy. 
So they went from the introduction. It's be another unaired episode. <laughs> <laughs> they went right from the introduction into a commercial right away. Like two minutes of the show. Right I'm to ready to go. Oh, oh. <laughs> We're just getting started, guys. The opener was Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles in a standard wrestling match. The match that made the internet wrestling community scream that this was an unfair matchup, that this was a waste of talent for AJ Styles. Yes. And it turned out to be. One, one of the, the best matches. Of it was one of the best matches on the card. I yes, still think it was a waste of AJ Styles. Yeah, but honestly, I mean, yeah, he could have had a. You're, you're telling me right now you would not have rather, much rather seen AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, someone like that. No, I definitely would have. They would have had just, a, <laughs> just as good a match, but. This just is no. A this is a. It was a very good match. Yes. Don't get me wrong. And it's like honestly, it, a testament to AJ Styles. And I think it surprised everybody. <laughs> it was yeah. a very good match. It's. It really was. It really was. It was. I have no words for it, honestly. Other than AJ Styles is an amazing worker because he can pull a match like that out of a uh, Shane McMahon. Yeah, Shane McMahon obviously worked very hard training for this match too. Like it was. Yeah. I have nothing bad to well, say I about that match. Potentially over the. Uh, the week leading up to WrestleMania, there might have been somebody down there. You know. Training hard with him. <laughs> <laughs> Show him a couple things. Too. Yeah, a couple things. A couple, scary, you know? couple things. <laughs> couple holds. <laughs> couple deaf guy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Shane McGann had his head put through a car window a couple weeks ago. So uh, they had a wrestling match and they locked up to start the match. So <laughs> why wouldn't you? You, want, you don't want him to start hot? No, I, I, I would think you would, right? When someone gets uh, put you through get, a. You're going to start hot. <laughs> Most everyone else did, did, but the, this one they started with a, a nice wrestling match back and forth. What, what's going on over there, Brian Fury? Okay, ice cream. Mrs. Oh. Fury would like some ice cream. No and cream. She's having trouble uh, opening Make that. Sure Is that New Day ice cream? <laughs> it's not. Okay. <laughs> you wait. It's so, <laughs> gonna sell like hotcakes. Paige already bought one. So, oh. <laughs> all right, so the oh, hey, Crockett's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so the match started out with Shane McMahon balling his fist up, ready to ready to throw, and AJ protested right away. Went to the ropes, said, "Hey, hey, this is a wrestling match. We're not fighting here." And then a little later, AJ hits the first punch to really start them. Uh, Going back and forth, uh, there's some... He uh, fucking cold conked him. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, uh, there's a calf crusher by AJ and an arm bar by Shane. How about the 450 splash by AJ Styles that was turned into a triangle choke? That was actually an awesome spot. Yeah, it was. And, and then, from there, the triangle choke. How about that devastating Styles clash? He only had a kind of one arm hooked. And just came straight down. Donovan Dijak said, if he kicks out of the Styles Clash, I will stop watching wrestling forever. One, two, kick shoulder out. up. <laughs> he got up, left the room for a little while. <laughs> but he did come back. Well, he only listened to the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> like me. <laughs> so uh, AJ goes for a kick in the buckle. Shane ducks. And AJ nails referee Mike Kyoto in the forehead with the kick. So ref bump in the opening match. Well, I guess it's not really the opening match, but it's the opening match. AJ gets a trash can, sets it up with uh, Shane in the corner for the coast-to-coast drop kick by AJ. But Shane gets up and tosses the trash can in AJ's face as he jumps across the ring. Then Shane hits the coast-to-coast drop kick into AJ Styles. The ref comes to, crawls over, one, two, uh, two count. 
And then uh, Shane sets AJ Styles up on a table. He goes for the spaghetti arm elbow, but AJ moves. A, a phenomenal forearm is reversed into a float over DDT by Shane McMahon. Shooting star press. Guys, were you amazed? Scotty Slade, a shooting star press by Shane McMahon. I was, I was amazed. The, the, they showed a clip of it in like the package leading into this match. They did. We even commented that we hadn't seen it. Uh, Dijak had. And then uh, the room just decided to stand on their feet as uh, he landed all knees. Yes. Didn't look Not look great. Good. I'm just, I mean, yes. It d- could do it. Did, I'm sure it didn't feel but good. Yeah, no, yeah, probably didn't feel too well. Uh, phenomenal forearm from there for the three count. AJ Styles wins the match over Shane McMahon. Overall thoughts on this one, Brian? I thought it was a great match. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What else are you looking for out of me here, Mike? You looking for me to bury it? Yeah. Looking at me to go back on my on what I said? I don't go back on what I said. I stand by what I said with the information I had at the time, but they went out and they had an outstanding match. Come on. Tarzan's not on this podcast. We're going to be positive today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it is the U.S. title from there, U.S. championship match, Kevin Owens versus the, versus the champion, <laughs> Chris Jericho, the referee of this match, Derek Moore. And guys, i got a pop quiz for you. Brian, well, Brian, they're in, the Brian's are in a conference. Uh, who is Li- who is Lily Singh? No clue. <laughs> I have no idea. I thought these uh, questions must be easy. What's going on? <laughs> they they showed her at ringside as uh, as Kevin Owens is making his uh, entrance. Lily Singh. She- I think no I think idea. the entrances are just so goddamn long that they just needed like, all right, we got to figure out stuff to yeah. do while guys are going to the ring. Yep. Well, folks, she is a Canadian YouTube celebrity. Sing with an H, right? Yes. I'm, I'm Googling her now. Okay. N- never. Uh, the, apparently like a YouTube YouTuber. celebrity yeah. is it's what's worthy of getting an introduction at some at a WrestleMania these days. That's uh, very strange. Don't hate Mike. So Jericho's entrance, he... he apparently she's in Bad Moms. <laughs> oh, really? She wrote a book, How to Be a Boss, B-A-W-S-E. All right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> B A W S E boss down south. Wow, <laughs> you guys need to be your promoters. <laughs> so Jericho had a uh, new ent- a new uh, entrance song, I guess. See the the li- there was a countdown of the list from ten to. It had the numbers on there, so it was a countdown the list. Yes. How about that awesome new? What was it? Half vest, half scarf. Yes, the, uh, light, the light up scarf. Part. Yes, it was lovely. And there's and a the bit, giant list of Jericho that was there as well. Yeah, so uh, Jericho made his entrance, and uh, there was no lockup in this that, match. That gentlemen. match was only like six hours ago. <laughs> you know what? Owen versus Jericho. It was okay. I'd seen it before, but good story. I'd give it like a seven out of ten. Are you are you reading that from somewhere? <laughs> no, it's right at the top no, of his head. Right okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Seven out of ten? All right. We'll go with that. Um, so where should we go with this, man? We are delirious, folks. Thanks for uh, thanks for, thanks for listening. No mask. We're mask. We're up late here. It is just about 1 a.m. And uh, You got to really pitch these as a different thing. It's like uh, when a bunch of guys get together and they're really tired and they hit that point. And we're going to review wrestling shows. Uh, this match easily was probably... Uh, one of the better matches. So the fact that one and two started off this good, it had high hopes for WrestleMania to finish strong. But as we go on, oh brother, <laughs> <laughs> it was still really good. 
It was still an excellent WrestleMania all the way no, through. No, no, it was. But when the ver- the two out of the three best matches of the card is it one and two, it's just tougher. That's all. It's tougher. I didn't say the other matches were bad. I like my good matches sprinkled. Two out of the three. <laughs> two you. out of three were the best matches in the card. There wasn't a bad match in the card until the very last match. I didn't so say there one, was a bad match. I didn't one, say there was a bad match. One bad I match. I didn't say there was a bad match. I didn't say there was a bad match. I don't know. But Ambrose and uh, yeah, Corbin on. was... Uh, the show. <laughs> part of the show. That's what you're hiding behind? <laughs> Brian here wearing his WWE t-shirt here, spouting the company line. Mock. My God. <laughs> All right, uh, how about the uh, the knees up, the uh, bunch of spots, frog splash, knees up, lion salt, knees up, swanton. Loved it. Knees, knees up. up. There you go. Then a double down. There's a, how about the cannonball? Kevin Owens goes for the cannonball, but uh, Jericho grabs his legs, turns into the walls of Jericho. That was pretty sweet, huh, Scotty? Yeah, I like the uh, cannonball in the apron. That, that, that was that was that was very early on. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, I'm trying to. Uh, he missed that when he wasn't watching the match. No, no, no. I'm trying to hu- <laughs> trying to hurry you, this that along. You got up to try to go to the bathroom. You went to the bathroom during this match, didn't you? <laughs> no, I think maybe before. No, it was a number one. It was a number one. And uh, I know I went between matches. I would never go during a matchup, Scotty Slade. Uh, how about the pop up power bomb kick out? Unbelievable. And uh, then. Uh, Kevin Owens says, you were never my best friend. Slapped him in the face, right? And slapped him in the face. He said something else, though. He said something following that. He said, uh, you're not my best friend, and then he said something. You're a piece of garbage. Trash. I think it was trash. There's cake in the uh, catering room, is what he said. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Jericho had a code breaker. One, two, and Kevin Owens got... One finger oh, that was on the ropes. Awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Great ring presence. <laughs> yes, <laughs> wing awareness. Part of that spot was the fact that he held that one finger <laughs> on the ropes for an extended period of time. It is Got extended. So, uh, yeah, make sure everyone in the arena saw it. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, Owens out of the ring, and Jericho follows him, and he gets kicked in the leg. He pulls him up. He pulls him out of the ring, powerbombs him on the apron, Owens rolls him in and gets a three count. Kevin Owens victorious in this match and wins the United States Championship over Chris Jericho. All right, guys. From there, it was the Raw Women's Title four-way elimination match. Champion Bailey versus Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. Referee is Sean Matt Bennett making his WrestleMania debut. Congratulations to him. Uh, some cool entrances here. Well, Bailey Ex- had except for Nia Jax. <laughs> oh yeah, Nia Jax really didn't have anything uh, different going on. Straight to the ring thickness. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Bailey had a nice uh, new kind of uh, cape deal going on. Sasha Banks came Very down. Very savage-esque. Yes, she came down. Sasha Banks on the back of kind of a classic car kind yeah. of deal. Uh, Charlotte had a nice fireworks display, a nice robe going on. And that was kind of like the theme for WrestleMania. They, there was a lot of times that the production crew did these like amazing shots and angles. And right. I can't remember. Did, has that happened in years past that they like this often they would set up those shots? I think so. It just felt like there was a lot of like, holy shit. With all the fireworks in the background yeah, and such. Like yeah, the, Charlotte had an, an amazing one. I remember seeing like you know f- uh, some of the thing with Flair with her father, uh, like his last match. Yeah, I think that's what they were trying on. to. Re- yeah, I guess that's what they were trying to recapture there. Yeah, so uh, Nia Jax dominated this one early because she was going out early. Um, 
Bailey and Sasha Banks attempted to get Nia for a back suplex, and Charlotte throws a kick, and they devastate Nia Jax's life with a belly-to-back suplex. A double Sherman belly-to-back suplex. Well, high and tight. <laughs> yes. Uh, then there was a three-way powerbomb. Uh, they, all three of them powerbomb Nia Jax off the second rope, and all three hop on top of her. One, two, three. Nia Jax is out of this one early, leaving the three of the four horsemen, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte. So Sasha Banks, um, there is a, a turnbuckle pad. There is there is an issue, folks, with a turnbuckle pad. Charlotte uh, attempts to remove a gimmicked turnbuckle pad, but it was kind of was still there. It didn't really come off. It moved slightly. Yeah, it looked like uh, she, she knocked off one of the zip ties, Bailey came down the apron or came into the ring. Charlotte knocked her away, went back to the buckle to look like she was going to finish the job, and then Sasha ended up just cutting her off from there and going into her comeback. So it never really, the pad never really came off, so the the visual was a little uh, wonky, but uh, still Sasha Banks ended up going headfirst into it, and still she was eliminated that way. Uh, one, two, three. Sasha Banks, the second person eliminated, and it was down to Charlotte. Did not help that spot whatsoever. No, they yeah they they said oh it's kind of still there, but uh, yeah. Completely pointing out that it was still a covered buckle when clearly they're hoping it would be more of an exposed buckle type scenario. Yeah, so uh, it was a little uh, wonky because it it even played into the uh, the finish of the match. There was a figure four. Uh, Bailey was in a tree of woe, and Charlotte was still kind of working on the knee, kind of on the top rope, uh, hitting the knee, and Bailey kind of back body dropped Bailey off the, t- um, Bailey kind of back body dropped Charlotte, I should say, off the top rope while still in the tree of row, and uh, Charlotte ran into, went to run into her and uh, went into that same buckle, and then there was a Macho Man elbow off the top rope from Bailey. Bailey gets a three count, retains the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, like I said, and uh, uh Good match, but that that whole turnbuckle issue, I think, really kind of uh, took a little of the uh, luster off this one, Julian. Aside from, I was just gonna say, aside from like that small issue, I thought the match was solid overall. I was a little surprised that it went on before the SmackDown uh, women's title match. I mean, I thought it was interesting, even with the better story, but um, overall, I, I thought it was a very solid match. All right, Hall of Fame recap. Hall of Fame recap, and then they introduced all Hall of Famers, of course, including Kurt Angle, who uh, got a nice pop, and uh, apparently he went in through his arms up in the air. It looked like they were setting up, as you mentioned, they had, they set up these angles to have the big fireworks display, and Angle throws both his arms up in the air, and there's no fireworks display. I'm guessing it was like maybe some misfire, because the camera in his, was on him excessively long, and the music played for a long time to just like... Him to stand there with his arms up. So. Yeah, and then he just shook hand out before before the segment was over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the music's still playing and the camera's like fading back, and Angle just kind of walks yeah, away while everyone else it. is still standing <laughs> up. <there. laughs> and uh, I, I should acknowledge that uh, usually Howard Finkel introduces the Hall of Famers, but no, what no Fink this year? Uh, is this the first WrestleMania that he doesn't appear on, or, or is it? Uh, Couldn't I tell you. So. <laughs> I can't. Remember. Yeah, that's uh, too bad if so. But uh, one of the bigger uh, um, one of the bigger points of the night was the ladder match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Enzo and Big Cass 
Seamus and Cesaro, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. Of course, Seamus and Cesaro came out in skirts. What? They came out in skirts. What? You know why? Kilts. Kilts, Mike. Oh, sorry, no, no, sorry. no, no. They were squir- skirts. You know why? It was quite because they're uh, they're real men. <laughs> and uh, real men wear skirts. Wear skirts. Hey. There you go. I'm going to hide behind a little squirt. <laughs> you squirt. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. That's, that's an old <laughs> promo from NWA on you fire. You don't remember that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was his name? The cactus. Fa- the cactus. cactus. That was his name. Cactus. <laughs> oh, was like Dangerous Donnie? <laughs> pop, pop. <laughs> there was a wrestler, yeah, an NWA on fire called Cactus, and he dressed guess? like Cactus. Guess who he acted like? Yes. <laughs> if you guess Cactus Jack. He used, he used to wrestle like as Dangerous Donnie. He's dangerous, though. Dangerously special. <laughs> so the New Day comes out and teases adding themselves to the match. That's why they wore gear, right, Brian? Right, right to tease the spot. I think that's exactly Always why they wore gear. Go. Me and Swole, <laughs> were so happy. Well, because I thought they were going to uh, swerve the crowd and not, and the Hardys weren't going to come out. <laughs> well, the Hardys did come out. Matt and Jeff Hardy. Not quite broken. Yes. They came out with their old Hardy Boy music. They were the Hardy Hardy men, correct? <laughs> well, uh, they were still called the Hardy Boys, at least by uh, that I heard from um, a couple of the guys. Yes, with a Z. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, Matt Hardy still had the streak in his hair. They were acting slightly, and not very Matt, Matt broken. was still acting, I think, broken. for the most part, the broken character, but Jeff was just Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and Matt would do, like, single deletes. And they cut away from him real quick every and, time. And the crowd would continue to do the deletes, but he'd only do like the singles. So he wouldn't, he'd semi-encourage it, but he re- wouldn't really go uh, full bore with yeah, it. Even after the finish of the match, he's on the turnbuckle and you get a glimpse of him going, wonderful. <laughs> 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 so uh, Cesaro stood on Gallo's shoulders hey Mike, really early Mike? on. Yes. Hello. What, would, what, would, what would Enzo call uh, Anderson and Gallo's? What, what would he call them? Uh, based on their attitudes and the, their hatred of, uh, you know, what Enzo and Cass do. Oh, they hate them? Yeah, they do hate them. So, so what do you think Enzo would call them? So they're a cop, 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 I think it's a very good impression. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, very early on, uh, C- Cesaro and Seamus uh, shined. Cesaro's swing on Anderson while Gallows was uh, taking the four rounds from Seamus on the apron. Uh, really early on, the Hardys kind of set up a ladder bridge from the ring to the apron. And then they were there between the two ladders, and the ladders got smushed together, so the Hardys were taken out of it for a little while. Uh, Cass helped Enzo up the ladder at one point, but then Cass was pulled out and powerbombed into another ladder that was in the corner. Enzo gets dumped out. Uh, so Matt Hardy hits a twist of fate off the ladder late in the match, and that is when Jeff Hardy on the floor climbs a very tall ladder, kind of reminiscent of the WrestleMania we watched last week here on the podcast, I just have Brian. one question, Mike. How do you learn to fall off a 20-foot ladder? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Jeff Hardy did the swanton off the top of that very tall ladder onto Sheamus and Cesaro. Well, much more Cesaro. Cesaro. With kick to Sheamus's, uh, yes. Cojones? And uh, that was devastating. And Matt grabbed both championships 
So Matt and Jeff Hardy, within the matter of I mean, just a couple months, have been TNA World Tag Team Champions, ROH World Tag Team Champions, now WWE Raw Tag Team Champions. Because they wrestled in their backyard. Backyard wrestling. Get you the Don't put it over, please. <laughs> Everyone will be jumping into the wrestling world. Well, they can do it. Scotty said well, I could do it. We should watch that documentary other. again, to fellas. Fair, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you guys want to send in videos of you shooting fireworks at your friends, <laughs> we will gladly watch We, we don't endorse that, though. I, that's fine. Send those to me. Um, I'll show them to Julian Star. <laughs> All right. The guest announcer for the next match was Jerry the King Lawler. And the ring announcer was TV Guide cover boy. Brian. Chocolate Thunder himself. <laughs> Al Roker, yes. Thunder. He says you can call him Chocolate Thunder. All right, then. We will, and we are, multiple times. It is a mixed tag team match. The Miz and Maurice versus John Cena and Nikki Bella. Miz and Maurice are introduced together, of course, and Cena and Nikki come out separate. How about Maurice? Oh, yeah, hottest, Easily hottest. <laughs> easily <laughs> hottest team in WWE ever. Yeah, well. Jesus. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> she looked uh, very nice. Save that for later on. <sighs> there was, was an actual moment that Tarzan would have said that. <laughs> oh, we'll save that. We'll uh, spring that on people later. Uh, so the people loved the Miz and did not much, did not much like uh, John Cena here. Uh, there, the heat was on John Cena early in this match. Uh, he goes for the tag, and Maurice pulls Nikki off the apron. Uh, Miz kicks Cena's legs out, then DDTs him from his knees. He Then Miz starts doing the Daniel Bryan kicks. He does a You Can't See Me to Nikki on the apron. Nikki slaps him, and then there's a hot tag. Nikki goes through the ropes and dives onto uh, Miz. He goes on for Maurice, but Maurice gets pushed out of the way, and Miz takes the brunt of it. Then there is a double five-knuckle shuffle in the ring by Nikki and Cena. A double attitude adjustment, one on each member of Miz and Maurice. I don't think so. Why? I don't don't think there was a double attitude adjustment. Yes, there was. Yes, there was. Oh, you know what? No, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. Nikki Bella did like a TKO game. Oh, she did a TKO. Ah, ah, Suck it. Suck it. I had my head down. I was I was I was writing at the time, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you watch any of this pay per view. <laughs> so then that got the three count, and yes, folks, the match is over. So the next match, no, the moment we'd all been waiting for. <laughs> everyone was guessing. Everyone, uh, even Cena, acknowledged the rumors on the Today Show. Cena grabbed the microphone, and yes, he took out this huge Why? He, uh, ring. Why? He, he took it out. Yes, he you took. Know, I don't normally, uh, I don't out. normally comment on like WWE booking, okay? And I guess maybe this is what they really wanted. But for the love of God, how amazing would it have been if he was like, and then I said to you in the hospital, do you remember what I said? Well, what I said to you was, I don't love you. <laughs> Boom, attitude. This <laughs> <laughs> would go bananas. Yes. John Cena's baby face again. Yes, they would. They would 100%. <laughs> get, uh, cheers. He would 100% get cheers for turning oh, heel. Oh, man. That's I, why they'll never do it. Everyone, uh, yeah, everyone at the house here was uh, begging for a run-in at this point, but it was not to be. If John was, C- uh, If Tarzan was booking, Tarzan has always said that if anybody ever did something like that under his regime or his booking, he would send all the heels out to just <laughs> interrupt the party. There was actually a proposal on a uh, Catholic wrestling show. Which is well, where this scenario <laughs> came up because he <laughs> very openly said, if I, if I was booking, all the heels would go out. 
<laughs> Take them out. Uh, but yes, the, they are now betrothed to each other, John Cena and Nikki Bella. Uh, congratulations to them, right, guys? Yeah, so sure. all that money that you guys are paying for the network, it's, uh, now you know where it went. That ring. <laughs> so from there, it is the non-sanctioned match, Brian. It's without sanction. They took the banners down. <laughs> oh, boy. Me, me and Tommaso apologize for uh, having an angle that the crowd really liked and were really into. What's the story? Oh, What's sorry. the story here, Brian? Oh, I'm sorry. Tell the tell the apologize. folks the story. Removed. Apologize, Brian. Tell the folks the story about the unsanctioned match. Well, uh, years ago, me, yeah, years ago, me and Tommaso Ciampa did an angle where I attacked his brother in the crowd. His father lost his mind, punched me in the face. That then we, that was we, a shoot. Correct? Yeah, yeah, that was a complete shoot. Well, that's because they didn't tell his father. I was I was jumping his brother, yes. <laughs> and his father lost his mind. Um, so that got really over. The crowd obviously was really into that. Somebody actually called nine one one. It was it was it was crazy. And uh, Max Bauer and Brian Fury were very upset with uh, me and Tommaso over that. Uh, I yeah, I guess for having some of the crowd get too into, and then that led to an unsanctioned match. To this day, everybody is still, for some reason, bitter about it, and I can't figure out why, because it was a good match and a good angle and a good payoff of the story. So I don't know. I don't know why you guys are all bitter. I'm, I'm not bitter. Well, the wrestling. <laughs> well, Brian, let's talk about Triple H's entrance. <laughs> it should have been Goldberg's entrance without the, without riding the motorcycle, yeah. but it was awesome. Yeah, Triple H came out on a three-wheeled motorcycle with... Um, Stephanie in the back, looking smoking hot. Oh my God. And police escorts in, a, in, in, in a motorcycles leading them down to the ring. Seth Rollins came out with a torch. Hey, but let me ask you guys something. How do you feel that uh, Triple H went uh, slightly a different route? I mean, it seems like for the longest time he went with that very. I'm gonna do like Terminator, but. Oh, Crockett Kro- skipped over that part because he didn't sit in the throne this year. So Crockett had no, uh, <laughs> you know, had no, no like the stand on when it came to just it's not an entrance. He just sits there. Well, yeah, he 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 was still sitting there, but he was he was moving this time at least. That's a <laughs> he's getting there. It's an upgrade. So uh, <laughs> Seth Rollins digitally lit the ramp and the ring on fire. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Did some awesome stuff with that ramp, which I'm sure we'll touch on here. The ramp. the ramp for one-time use. Yes, <laughs> it was awesome. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. Everything all lit yeah, up. The set was amazing. Yeah, they really did a good job with that. It's really ridiculous. A hot start, of course, to this match. They started hot. They did start hot, and uh, coach <laughs> coach loves it. Uh, the focus, of course, early on uh, and throughout the match, I should say, was on Seth Rollins' knee, which was the story kind of leading it. Yeah, to this people whole kind thing. of thought like he'd he'd have to work, especially with the unsanctioned thing. It would be sort of a kind of a uh, like a toned down sort of match or brawl or something and it wasn't at all yeah people thought Mike he, he'd come out with crutches yeah. but uh, yeah they he came out well, clearly he is 100% cleared to, to participate in a professional wrestling match well because he signed that uh, contract right? so he <laughs> yes. signed that, uh, that hold harmless agreement exactly uh, okay so uh, early on uh, Rollins closed eyes about into the crowd and then backdrops him back into the ringside area so they were on the floor a little bit there uh, Rollins goes for a table uh, by the way the other table that uh, Shane uh, went through when he went for the elbow drop that was rebuilt which was uh, kind of strange usually the when, once the table is destroyed it is done and is down for the count but it was rebuilt at ringside Solid job, ring crew. Solid job. yes uh, so uh, Triple H ended up DDTing Rollins onto a table. The table did not break. Oh, break. What a yes. Bump, huh? 
it was uh, devastating. And uh, Triple H was relentless on the knee from there. Uh, let me see. Tri- Rollins goes for the sunset sunset flip powerbomb that originally injured him. And, of course, he sells the injury as he goes over. Uh, but then from there, out of nowhere, a buckle bomb. Then cr- uh, Seth Rollins crawls. Seth Rollins gets up on the ring post. Those big, huge ring posts are there for a reason, obviously, to jump off of. And he cross-bodied Triple H on the floor from the post. Uh, then Seth Rollins grabs a steel chair. And at some point, he sets up a table at ringside. And that comes into play later on, Scotty Slade. I see you gave me that look. Yes. Uh, Triple H pilmanizes Rollins' leg in a chair. And then Seth saboos the chair into Triple H's face. Very dangerous move. I don't like to talk about that type of... Uh, oh, yes. You took, <laughs> you took one of those from who? Dijak? Yeah. No. Yes. And uh, you got uh, devastated in your head. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seven, seven staples. And you're you feeling it right now? Yeah. It's like if my hair's wet, it parts and you can literally see it. Really? Yep. That's grody. gash. <laughs> Uh, a superplex off the top rope from Seth Rollins into a Falcon's arrow, and oh, that—that was great. Yes, and and, and oh, and that uh, yields a two count. No, there is a kick out. So Seth Rollins goes to the top at this point, and Steph pulls him down by the leg onto the ropes, and then from there Triple H goes for the reverse figure four. And I think at this point uh, I, I acknowledge that the crowd wasn't uh, really super pumped. Yeah, I was uh, waiting to see if you mentioned that. For whatever reason, in this match from start to finish was actually p- like really good. Uh, I don't know if this is the point when they did that six reversals out of the pedigree position. I don't know if you. Can no, that's that. coming up. Yeah. Uh, but the crowd just did not seem to care at any point, except for that one table spot. Yeah, the 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 crowd uh, took a little while. I mean, they they kind of got into it at the end, right, Brian? Or the crowd? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were. I think they were in and out of it in this one. It was. I don't know. So I, this match fell a tick off, like the whole thing. I don't know. It was, yeah, it was just. And there was, like, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. And, okay, so then there there was a f- figure four on the floor by Triple H on Seth Rollins, and Rollins is kind of by the uh, the ring apron, and he reaches under the ring. And he's pulling out items, and he pulls... For the, the roses. Just an absolutely silly spot. <laughs> he pulls out the sledgehammer and just kind of tosses it aside. And, of course, it it kind of ends up right next to Triple H, which was a little odd. I guess he's supposed to be just like pulling things out and pulling things out and not really noticing, yeah. but he just kind of pulled it out on its own and just kind of tossed it almost... Well, to Triple H. Just like you were saying, Crockett, I think that was like the idea is he was just pulling objects under the ring because the way Triple H sells it is he loses complete focus on what he's doing to Seth Rollins and completely turns his focus to the sledgehammer to make that his next uh, cerebral assassin move. <laughs> yeah, so the the uh, sledgehammer comes into play, but well, he, he attempts to use it a couple times, but Seth avoids it. So Seth gets it, and he's ready to use it. But Steph reaches into the ring, pulls it away from him. Pedigree by Triple H, and a kick out by Seth Rollins at two point nine 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 nine. So uh, then from there, Triple H foolishly attempts a pedigree from the second rope. And uh, his back dropped off the top top rope for his trouble. And Seth hits a Phoenix splash on Triple H. And then there is a kick out. And here, Scotty Slade, is where the pedigree attempts go back and forth 50 kabillion times. 
And Billion? Is that an official number? That is. Uh, so Stephanie attempts to hold Rollins on the... Uh, she's standing on the apron, attempts to hold Rollins into the ropes. He moves, and Triple H stops short before hitting Stephanie. He's, he did what? He... Uh, he stopped short. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then Seth hits a super kick, and a Triple H kind of stumbles back into Stephanie. She goes off the apron through that table that we mentioned earlier and turns around. Triple H does, gets pedigreed by Seth Rollins. One, two, three. Seth Rollins wins this non-sanctioned match. Oh, oh so, so Triple H put over a younger talent here. Yes, he did. Did he do that last year too? Did he? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, he, he certainly did. Did he? Yeah. I don't oh, know. what did he do at what did he do at thirty one? I don't remember. Put over Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I have the memory. What a what a selfish bastard! I don't, Triple that H has lost to so many people at Mania, going way back to Cena. He's lost to the Undertaker Batista. three times. <laughs> well, that's not like putting over the younger talent, but that's what he's always done. He gets like the worst rap in the world, but he has always done the right thing. Come WrestleMania time, get a great match out of a guy that's up and coming, put him over, help put him on the map. Every year, yet people still are angry and bitter towards Triple H for whatever reason. So what? Probably because his entrances are so awesome, Crockett. <laughs> All right, corporate Brian. That's like, that's so, like when they, they 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 bury the McMahons too. So think about tonight. You got two. Uh, two of the family member of McMahon, the McMahon children, who have trust <laughs> have trust funds that are worth more money than any of us will ever see combined, and both of them took insane bumps for the second year in a row. I I mean I don't know like why do these people get such bad raps? <laughs> I don't I don't I don't get it. The match was uh, exactly what the buildup was for. I give it a nine out of ten. <laughs> Off the top of your head again? Yeah, it's right. just my own opinion. <laughs> All right, okay. He was taking notes during the uh, event, like you yeah. were. <laughs> oh, Knocking over my right? tearing, tearing Jesus down. Christ! Tearing down the building here. All right, the concert with Pitbull was next. Holy and, fuck! And uh, and lunch meat, and everyone else was there, and <laughs> <laughs> Stanley Marley and the other guy. <laughs> and uh, how about those dancers, though? Goodness gracious. Uh, they're tick, huh? <laughs> All right. The WWE Championship was on the line. The SmackDown title. Champion Bray Wyatt out first, followed by Randy Orton, who was followed by a Viper. Mike, down I mean, uh, Julian, uh, you know, the the winner of this or the, the challenger in this match won the Royal Rumble. How do you, how do you feel about the Royal Rumble uh, in general these days? I mean, honestly, for the record, winning the Royal Rumble means nothing. It's a fact. Good job, WWE. Jesus. But look, look at you reading that off your phone. You? No, that's oh. just right off the top of my head. I'm just <laughs> okay. looking. I'm just scrolling through social media to see what other people are saying. But that that is just that's all him. Thoughts. Yeah, it's <laughs> all, right. all me, bro. It's all me. <laughs> it's all you. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the um, the maggots, fellas. Let's talk about maggots. <laughs> All right. That was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a couple times early when Bray Wyatt would do that kind of backbend gimmick out of the corner, uh, they just showed the camera above the ring, pointing down, and they were they would project different things on the canvas itself. It was quite the commotion the first time that happened. Maggots! How the projection <laughs> scheme even came about. Under the ring, above the ring. Uh, was it green screen? Green screen. <laughs> was it a projector? Oh, man. And I think we figured it out by the last time they did. They did it three times. I think, they, I think it was cool, but I think it completely took the crowd out of the match. Yeah. It was just, 
It was weird. It was weird to do during the match. Well, uh, JBL said that Orton was discombobulated. I guess the fans were too. I, I would say so, yeah, because now you're wondering if they're gonna do it again, and then doing the spot twice was fine. It was it was Three a very times co- it was much. a very cool thing, but it feels like it would have been better for like the build up too, like him freaking Orton. I don't know, like it was so weird. It yeah. was, I mean, it was cool, but I think it, I don't know. It took I think it took the crowd out of the match. It's weird because they used it, and then it just led to nothing. He just was like, all right, back to the heat. <laughs> it wasn't like used it, freaked him out, turned around, you know, hit a finish, false, nothing like that. It was just used. And he's still selling. Like, I don't know. Well, it freaked the ref out. That's for sure. Every time it happened, the ref jumped out of the ring. <laughs> well, he was freaking. Doesn't like bugs. <laughs> he really doesn't like bugs. That was uh, ref Ryan Tran, by the way. I, I want to get Thank you. Across. Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> so, uh, referee enthusiasts out there. <laughs> uh, Sister Abigail was hit into the barricade, and RKO was also hit on the floor. Show some respect, Mike. She was burned. Oh, I'm. I apologize. Um, so uh, I the. Mean, I know I'm gonna probably get yelled at because Brian's standing right next to me. They they haven't shown who Sister Abigail is yet, correct? No. Well, she was she was she's burned. dead. She's dead. She's a spirit. So that so, I heard that with the promo that he did where he like uh, branded Orton, but like so that's they but, have but no when intentions or, no, of. Did you not see when Randy Orton burnt down the like? No, I know I, the I compound, guess, and like, that's where Sister so Abigail like, was buried. A wrestling months, podcast and knows so little. But a few months ago. <laughs> I was told that like a certain female wrestler was hired to potentially be Sister Abigail. I just didn't know clearly. Ooh, you get an inside scoop? Yeah. Oh. Scotty so, Scoops. No, Scotty <laughs> Scoops getting the scoops. <laughs> so, I, I just heard like that's that's being bailed from. Like, I don't know. I'm just asking. Uh, the, uh, the according according to the storyline, that that's I mean, Randy Orton burnt yeah, burnt the, the Wyatt that, compound, and that's where Sister Abigail line, was buried. Undertaker's mother, like what? Uh, how did Paul Bear put it? Left leg was in one direction. That's how Kane was uh, made. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Good golly. I'll have to pull up the promo. But anyway. Look, they stick to their stories, okay? Hand is still walking around. He's <laughs> That's grown right. up. That's right. Hand is grown up. <laughs> All right. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. I was just curious, like, what the timetable was. All right. So it was an RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> and Randy Orton got the three count. New WWE champion. Randy Orton. Don't let your banter get in the way of the analysis of this match. <laughs> Thank I'm you. Sorry, had questions. <laughs> We're at an hour, folks. We're at an hour into this whole thing. Speed this shit up. It was good. The- eight eight point five out of ten. Thank you very much. <laughs> Finish. I. All right. The Bring WWE Universal Championship was on the line. Brian's main event of the evening. This match was fucking awesome. Uh, so awesome. Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman versus the champion Goldberg. Referee Chad Patton. And yes, Goldberg took the long, long walk all the way from the back, all the way down to the ring. And it started uh, right away with a little suplex city on Goldberg. And he hit a couple of them and then a spear out of nowhere. And everyone... At the uh, place. Donovan Dijak Pops came out, of, out <laughs> of his chair. It was so awesome. Great camera work. Came out of nowhere. And it was so effing awesome. I don't know if you can swear. Yes, you may. <laughs> All right. Holy totally. But yeah, Brian, uh, you called it a video game match. It was. It was just big move after big move after big move. That's what it needs to be. And it was awesome. <laughs> for Goldberg's matches, that's exactly what it should have been. And I'm so happy it was that way. And uh, yeah, there was a second spear on... Um, Brock Lesnar, and he rolls out of the ring. Then he was speared into the barricade by Goldberg. Were you and Todd sitting in the second row when 
Goldberg put them through the barricade? No, that was, I, 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 we told that story. I think yeah, Mike, Mike looked like a real fancy boy during that that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like to I like to dance. A lot of people don't understand what the hell we're talking about. I, I was uh, go back at, and tell him to go back and listen. I was at ringside when one time when Goldberg speared somebody through a uh, Jamal or Rosie or something. Yes, like I believe it was. I believe it was Rosie. Yes. You got exactly three minutes. Yeah, and we, we we talked about this really early on in the podcast. You can go uh, check the archives on bdaradio.com for the uh, full story there. I, I don't have it off the top of my late. head. It's, it's late. Let's it is keep late. things moving. Or is it early? <laughs> so, so a jackhammer was hit by Goldberg, and there was a kick out, and Goldberg was flummoxed. He was absolutely... And everybody in this household was... Screaming! The yes. top of their lungs! You, Let's especially. Let's have some fire here, Michael. This Woo. match was the best match on the card, and you're sleepwalking through One the analysis of. of this. One of the best matches on this the card. This was the best match on the card, hands down. Shane McMahon and AJ was, was actually really good. Really good. This match was awesome. Super high energy, beginning to end. Crowd was completely up for it. Yes. Borderline dead asleep before this match began, and all of a sudden, every single person on their feet screaming top of the lungs the whole time. Because your boy Triple H put them to this, sleep. Uh, yeah, because that was the match before. We were just talking about Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. This match was so awesome! <laughs> <laughs> it's about, about like eight minutes long, a lot longer than. Suplex City! <laughs> Spears galore! <laughs> the fucking dog face. <laughs> I did not get that. So good! <laughs> Uh, yeah, Brian, you said that uh, Goldberg had more bumps in this match than one. Possibly his entire career. <laughs> <laughs> that could very well be true. Uh, yes, 10 German suplexes total. By I said like midway through that, I was like, this, this is definitely Goldberg's last match. because There's no way he'd be bumping that much if it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, like a ton of German suplexes uh, on on uh, Goldberg. How many, su- how many Germans? They, they, did, they said 10. 10. There's, and a, guy, there's a guy holding ten. up uh, papers every time he did another German. Ten. <laughs> there you go. That's why and the place went bananas when he gave that last one because it was ten. Ten. It was a nice, a nice round number, and then an F five by Brock Lesnar. One, two, three. New Universal Champion is Brock Lesnar, and uh, the SmackDown Women have to follow that. <laughs> yeah, people were worried in in the. Uh, yeah, at this point we were still looking at the clock going. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was it was uh, creeping yes, up the, to the internet. The internet threw a fit, and this match got put to the to the main card. When actually, if it was on the pre-show, it probably would have gotten more time. I thought it was interesting that they good job, internet. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that they put the SmackDown Women's title over other uh, company titles. Thought it was very interesting. So, uh, <laughs> so the SmackDown Women's Championship it was champion Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch versus Mickey James versus Carmella with James Ellsworth yada, yada, versus yada. Natalia versus <laughs> Naomi. It's unfortunate because you could tell that they were they were concerned about time because they wouldn't they weren't even giving these ladies like a quarter of the way <laughs> yeah, down the they, ramp. They barely got down. It was like Oop, right to the next one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and first pin in this match was going to win the championship. Uh, there was Becky hitting exploder suplexes on everybody, including James Ellsworth, who got into the ring. How about that double sharpshooter by Natalia? 
Yeah. Uh, Some great camera work yes. there. <laughs> to save that, amazing camera work. <laughs> so there's a chick kick and an implant DDT by Mickey James. The rear view by Naomi, and then she kind of dove onto everyone on the floor. Then she did a springboard, but uh, in back into the ring on Alexa Bliss, but Alexa was waiting there with a the forearm, nailed her in the face. But in the end, uh, Naomi put a submission on Alexa Bliss. Bliss taps out. And you have a new champion for SmackDown. The SmackDown Women's Champion is now, once again, Naomi. The New Day came out and announced the attendance figure, 75,245. And Mikey Webb was very disappointed in that number. He thinks that every year it should be more than the last oh. year. You can't, I you just know. thought that they'd keep building up. <laughs> I guess they counted everyone. Just we were in an open field. And that's <laughs> it's built- Woodstock for wrestling. It's terrible but perfect it's, all at the same time. It's that It's uh, or it's Tarzan. That's usually my go-to. So. <laughs> The web, the web presentation is no way like it doesn't sound like him in any way, shape, or form, but it captures the essence <laughs> of, of the just innocent confusion. Yeah. He, just a, he wasn't like he was just genuinely confused. <laughs> Wait, they they did like a hundred thousand a couple of years ago. They're, they're in trouble. <laughs> just need a terrible mustache. He's rethinking his face. entire career plan. <laughs> so. uh we're getting to the main event, folks. As heavily rumored, Jim Ross comes out to call it. The main event is uh, announced as No Holds Barred. Roman Reigns out first, and The Undertaker comes out uh, kind of looking more and more his age. Uh, and to preemptive, uh, to uh, start this, we all talked about how long The Undertaker entrance was going to be. Uh, 20 minutes was thrown out, uh, 15 minutes, uh, 9, 8, and 7, and 6 by yours. Uh, Brian Malonis. Yes. And once Taker slowly rose from the middle of the ramp, Brian Fury actually lost it in great concern that his 20-minute mark was... Such horse shit. I was so (laughs) mad. He came from the depths of hell. (laughs) Which just happened to be more than halfway down the ramp. I was so angry. We didn't place the depths of hell at the bottom of the ramp, okay? That's just where it was. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's where the gateway was. Yes. I mean. We just got lucky that they built the arena right on top of the gate. Well, Ray said he, a minute. So uh, Ray was right. Ray, kind of... Yes, it was 5.23 is what, is what I heard you guys say yeah. was the actual time for The Undertaker to make his entrance. And uh, the closest was... Our boy Kingpin was six minutes, so uh, congratulations, Kingpin. Thank you very much. Is my prize I get to go home now? Uh, well, you give hold us, him here hostage. Give us a couple more minutes here. Just about a few more couple, taker entrances. Couple minutes. <laughs> 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 you got a couple minutes waiting for you. <laughs> uh, so, what could be said about this match? Uh, Roman Reigns was uh, not liked by this crowd. Uh, the Undertaker was, obviously, but uh, there was some uh, malaise over the crowd for a good portion of this match. There was, but they got them back up. I mean, there was a point yeah. where everybody was, especially after, what was it, the second spear that Roman hit, and after the kick out, the place was starting to get on their feet. Like They were really starting to get behind Taker even more. Yeah, I mean, it was 11.30 at this point, uh, or a little after even, because uh, this thing ended just after midnight. And uh, it was a long night for those people that have been there, like the New Age Insiders who were there since before 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So uh, it was a long day, and I don't uh, blame people for being a little uh, 
out in their feet at this point of the evening. Uh, so it starts with Undertaker hitting those uh, big soup bone left and rights, and he tosses them to the floor and says, stay out of my yard, because this is the whole thing that, that uh, Roman calls it his yard, and, but it's the Taker that yeah, always... It's Taker's house. It is, well, it's his yard. It's his yard, yeah. Well, it's you, you didn't, you didn't see that either, yard. did you? No, no, no. The Taker's house and the Ranger's yard. And right. Something like that. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the ramp area, it's the gates of hell. The gates of hell. The gates of hell. Uh, there's a drive by very early on by Roman Reigns. Uh, Snake Eyes by The Undertaker. He calls for the choke slam and Reigns bails out. He did this a couple times actually when uh, The Undertaker was calling for the choke slam. Reigns would kind of scurry out of the ring. Um, so he goes to the drive by a second time in the apron and a straight punch by The Undertaker knocks Roman Reigns on his ass onto the apron. Taker clears off the announced all the announced tables and stands up, and then Reigns ends up spearing him through the Spanish announced table, and uh, didn't look pretty. That was awesome. It it was. It's just me and you here on this podcast, yeah, no, isn't no, it, Scott? I'm just saying it was awesome because you, just, <laughs> you expected something with the way that he stepped on it. You just assumed that uh, I, I assumed he was going to go for some sort of like choke slam or uh, tombstone. So I didn't even see the spear coming. I mean, it was out of nowhere. It was out of nowhere. Uh, there are 10 punches in the corner from there by Roman Reigns, and he yells in the Undertaker's face, It's my yard! But of course, the Undertaker grabs him. And uh, yeah, it's a, it is a very wobbly Ish. last <laughs> ride right by the ropes. And uh, But he does hit the last ride powerbomb, and there is a kick out by Roman Reigns. Uh, so then from there, uh, Undertaker grabs a chair, slides it in. Roman goes to grab it, but Taker boots him in the head and then starts laying in the chair shots to the back of Roman Reigns. Uh, let me see here. A tombstone. The Undertaker hits the tombstone at this point. One, two, kick out by Roman Reigns. Very, very late kick out. I'd like to see that from like a different angle. I want to see like how close the ref came to actually. Yeah, I felt like there that was a hell of a super pause. late. Like I feel like he pulled his count. And then Taker kicked out, and just because of the angle of the camera, like I mean, people it, just had to believe it, it was. got me, but still. So the the uh, Undertaker goes for the tombstone again, and this is kind of sad. Uh, Roman Reigns tries to reverse the tombstone uh, once, and they kind of they kind of collapse. And Roman attempts to pick him up again, but it's just not happening. The crowd started to boo at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, unfortunately, that was Taker's fault. I've done that spot with uh, Johnny Vegas a couple times. and uh, <laughs> You sure have. Why are you guys laughing? Um, I know, just... And uh, um, honestly, that was that was 100%, <laughs> 100% timing on uh, Taker's part. He was kept jumping way too early. And uh, unfortunately, I'm sure you're going to say they had to shit can the spot to move on. Yeah, and then uh, Roman Reigns just went for the Superman punch and uh, then covered Undertaker. Undertaker kicks out, and then there's a spear by Roman Reigns. He crawls to make the cover and falls right into the Hellgate submission by the Undertaker. And uh, at this point, our friend the Ray says, Can you believe the size of the rock John Cena gave Nikki Bella? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true, he did. He really, so he really <laughs> steered the conversation during this match. I he mean, was a little distracted. To be fair, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure that like the dirt sheets are going to start to fill up during this match. 
It was like a real slow burn. And at this point, you just come off the botches of the reverse tombstone. And even getting into Hell's Gate, it just seemed weird, clunky. It was like he couldn't even get his feet right. By the time he got it locked in, they were rolling around. So it turned into this weird arm bar. It wasn't even the real Hell's Gate. Like, it was a that portion, that like minute and a half to two minutes, unfortunately, is like stands out to a lot of fans' minds. They steered from it towards the end, but still, like, it. It was sad at that point. And unfortunately, just to play off what you're saying, Scotty, this goes back to what Malona said earlier. It sucks because we don't want Undertaker to be remembered as like a sloppy, slow, just, you know, former version of his you know, himself. So, I don't know. I, I agree. It was, it was just sad to watch because it more or less just seemed like Taker's mechanics were just, just not Like I said, they got back anymore. on track shortly after this. Yeah, uh, a little like uh, mix up on the actual finish, but they got back on track. It's just <clears throat> real unfortunate, just domino effect at that point. Yeah, they got them back by doing a couple spears. Uh, you know, he hit him with a spear and kick out, and then he hit him with a spear again. And once he kicked out there, the crowd kind of showed oh, signs of life. Their and, yes, chance and, and yeah, Undertaker and chance. About, uh, a crowd of was it seventy five thousand two hundred and thirty. Not enough. Something yeah. 245, I believe. Something like that. Yes. About Why even put the show on if it's not that <laughs> many? <laughs> didn't even build it up. Watching, like you said, wrestling since five. At this point, they're hitting close to the seven hour mark. Um, and to see them get back into this match, it was just, regardless of how we feel about the match in general, everybody's going to have their different opinions. I'm already seeing it on social media. Some loved it, some hated it. Regardless where you thought, for the fans' perspective, knowing or having an idea until the end that this was Undertaker's last match, the fans were back into it. At this point, they were back. Do you know what I mean? Like they were enjoying themselves. Yeah. WrestleMania 33 down in Orlando. Woo! Yeah. So uh, yeah, there was a uh, Superman punch from here, and the Undertaker after a. A period of time, did the zombie sit up, but kind of keeled over awkwardly on his side, uh, showing that he's 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 alive, but he's just barely alive. Roman, uh, kind of this point with the Undertaker, kind Mike? of uh, looking he's, at him. He's the dead man. He is. He's not alive. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. He's dead. Yeah, like the, my the grandmother. Undertaker refused to stay down, and Roman Reigns was. Uh, Almost showing sympathy at this point. Uh, really wanted him to s- just stay down. So uh, let's talk about the final spear here. Well, right before the final spear. Or let's, if that's what you want to talk about. Yes. So like a Michaels to Undertaker type scenario where Michaels was on his knees and pretty much just kind of gave him the business. Taker was on his knees and told uh, Roman Reigns that, what, you have no balls? Is that what yes. Yeah, you don't have the balls. You don't have the balls. And that's what fired up Roman and... It looked like the spot was supposed to be hit the ropes a couple times into a super spear. And uh, and the first time it didn't really happen? It looked no. like p- positioning was off, so Roman yeah. tried to cover it with a quick shot. And then, then he did it again, did it again and hit the ropes three or four times, finally then, nailed yeah, the spear. Was like spinning in place. He was dizzy. This was spear number five of the match, and this one was enough to put down the dead man. Roman Reigns wins the match with the spear. And uh, as Roman Reigns exits, Taker is down in the middle of the ring on his back for a long time. Finally, does the zombie sit up. Then they go to a replay, and they come back from the replay, and he's back in his entrance gear with the music, and he goes to leave. It was a little weird that he was just back in his entrance gear. Yes, it was a little weird, wasn't it? 
I just left the room for a minute and came back in, and it smells really bad in here. <laughs> <laughs> My ass is so sweaty. It's <laughs> probably the reason. <laughs> really bad in it's, uh, it's back to that final spear, very reminiscent of like the under uh, the Undertaker, uh, the Ultimate Warrior when he would run past people like three or four times <laughs> to do that big jumping shoulder tackle. Like SummerSlam '88. The person would like do the turn around, not sure when he was gonna get hit. Yeah, he was dizzy. Totally reminded me of that. Yeah. So uh, you're old. He he leaves his gloves, his jacket, and his hat in the ring. He goes back to the aisle, back to the uh, gates of hell, Julian. Yeah. He puts the one arm up in the air, he looks back, puts the one arm up in the air, and he descends into the stage, into hell, and uh, I, I, I suppose this would be the last we see of The Undertaker barring and entrance, probably to the Hall of Fame. To Hall of Fame yes. next year. Yeah, he'll be the star of the Hall of Fame. Julian, what you, what's your rating on this match? I don't even remember. I think it was... Go to your damn notes. I, I, I think <laughs> Uh, so uh, Fury. He did not leave the boots in the ring, Michael Crockett. No. So the American badass could show up at any time. No, no, know. no, no. He could not because uh, he left the gloves in the ring, and those yeah. started with the American badass. No. Yes, they no, did. I don't so. Yes, they did. <laughs> all right, guys. So overall, overall, WrestleMania. First of all, Taker and Reigns was good for what it was uh, for what it needed to be. I'd give it like a. Like a seven point seven five out of ten on emotion alone. Expert analysis. Yeah, where are you getting this from? That's <laughs> just off the top of my head. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, what do you think, Brian Malonis? Overall, as a WrestleMania, where does it rank? Is it the upper tier, the middle tier, or the lower tier? Let's go with that. I think I think in the middle somewhere, maybe a little bit better than than somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It's on the upper half, I think, of WrestleMania's. Okay, Brian Fury. For spectacle alone. I mean, this is obviously the grandest entrance ever in the history yes. of WrestleMania. Uh, some of those shots that Scotty was alluding to earlier, very high. I think the match quality itself, for the most part overall, very high. Um, after a second viewing, I'll really be able to rank it. But I'm going to put it up towards the top. Like a top 10? Up towards the top. Top 10 is a possibility because, you know, I really can't think of a bad match. Other than, I mean, the main event didn't. Wasn't bad, but it didn't deliver. But women's title match was, was a little clustery. Not the to be clear the, the, the SmackDown one. Gimmick kind of threw that one off. But I mean, two matches out of out of a whole show, out of a friggin' five, six, seven hour show. Whatever, Thirteen is, matches is like not two legendary two, careers two, ending. Like, not great ones out of a whole show. Like overall. Very, very, very good WrestleMania. I'm pleased, and I'm exhausted, and I'm going to bed. I just want to clarify. I meant the uh, SmackDown women's match was a little clustery, not the uh, not the Raw one. The Raw one was pretty damn good. All right, Julian, what do you think? Uh, uh, my mini average of... after adding it all up is about 7.45 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> not That's not with the pre-show, though. Um, oh, he's such a dickhead. All right, Scott, <laughs> Scotty Slade, what do you think? Upper tier, middle tier, lower tier? What is a rank? You WrestleMania 33. Like I tried to tell him, and he took it the way he wanted to about the shots. When you look at this WrestleMania as a whole, the pre-show did really well. You had pretty much a marriage proposal on the show. Yes. You had the Taker send-off. Right. You had the return of the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you had Brock Lesnar coming back to take the Universal title. Right. To me, literally, it appeases almost every crowd out there. And I thought this was one of the better WrestleManias they've put on in a long, long time. 
All right. Plus I'm gonna pit, get... bull. pit bull. Pit <laughs> bull. Can, can we just, I don't know. And I'm ready to go. Oh, yeah. Take that music stuff out. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> just take it out. All right. What are you guys out there listening? What do you guys think? What is, where does it rank for you? Where does WrestleMania rank all time for WrestleMania? We want your feedback. Every Thursday on our BDA bonus podcast, we do something called Merv Griffin Time, a talkback segment where we interact with you, the listener. So tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on WrestleMania 33. If you agree or disagree with what we're talking about, and tweet us especially if you have questions you'd like me or the Kingpin to address, use the hashtag WPAN, and I'll mention you and your tweets this Thursday on the BDA bonus episode of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. All right, let's before we get out of here, guys, let's do your promo about nothing. Oh yeah. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? I want somebody to hit me with a blunt object in the head, please. <laughs> what do you mean? What does the BDA stand for? Does it stand for the Bella Diamond Award? What does it stand for? Well, yes, bra- yes, uh, Scotty Slade. It was Savage and Liz all over again as Nikki Bella was rewarded for her years of service with an engagement <laughs> ring from John Cena in the ring tonight at WrestleMania. And there was not a dry eye in the house and there's probably nothing dry in the Cena Mansion tonight, either, I imagine. Come. Holy cow, Crockett. <laughs> he means come. You're the guy that's not supposed to make jokes like that. Jerking off in semen. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. What the hell what is mean? going on? <laughs> like, when he said blunt object, I'm like, maybe I should say I'll stick my dick in the freezer. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> and we're gone. Well, that's just it. Tossed it. it. <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, BDA Radio really stands for the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. <clears throat> you lost it, pal? It's BDA! <laughs> it's BDA! It's BDA! It's BDARadio.com. We're ready to go. Oh. oh. All right. Oh. It is time for your promo <laughs> yeah, about nothing. Here, yeah, folks. Go. go to sleep. Promo about nothing from the year 2000. WCW. 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 He is back. It is me, Gene Oakland, with our friend, Big Papa Pump. Put that cigarette out. Scott Steiner. (laughs) Fat asses. (laughs) Let's listen to this week's promo about nothing. I'm surprised you didn't have this queued up, Crockett. What's going on here? More technical difficulties? Why does this always happen when you're here? I mean, hopefully we're still recording because uh, Brian Malone is, is tired. It's 10 of 2. This is the effort that WPAN puts into their broadcasting. I tell you what, they love their fans. They, they love do. their I mean, fans. A lot of people would probably just say, we'll go to bed. We'll, we'll film it on Monday night. But no, they film it Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So just wait. On your drive to work on Monday, you can listen to this promo. Hey, we could. We could. We could have cut. We could have. We could have went to bed like an hour ago if we we had done the 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 uh, the opening and the close already. <laughs> All right, here we go, folks. Your promo about nothing. For the WCW World Heavyweight Title, and I know for a fact you're not going to lay down for this guy. That's right, Mean Gene. I don't lay down for nobody. And whether I leave here a world champion tonight, it don't matter because it's not going to change my focus on getting even with Goldberg for fracturing my face and a fall ball. Goldberg. I'm going to get even for you, fraction in my face, and I'm going to prove to you that I'm the man with the largest arms in the world. 
I'm the genetic freak, and size does matter. But that statement, Mean Gene, comes true whether I'm in the ring or out of the ring. See, when I have my freaks horizontal, they understand size, they appreciate size, and size does matter. And they know that they don't have to wait for the Earth to rotate on a 47-degree axis so the stars can touch the sky and create an equal axis so they can see the Big Dipper. No, no, no. All they got to do is call the Big Papa, because I'm the man with the Big Dipper, and satisfaction's coming when I go behind and do the bump and grind. And it's only a matter of time because they call me the Big Bad Booty Daddy. So go, Bert. Realize this. I only care about two things in this world, my freaks and my peaks. And when I beat your bald ass down at Fall Brawl, and I'm about to put you in a Steiner recliner, I'm going to whisper in your ear, size does matter, bitch. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> gentlemen. I, uh, I have one Scott question. Steiner. How do you fraction a face? <laughs> <laughs> you did it at Fall Ball. Uh, <laughs> 47 degree and the Equinox with the Big Dipper. <laughs> no, 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 not the Equinox, the Equax. <laughs> Equax. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let me, let me do, this is the transcript here. They know they don't have to wait for the Earth to rotate, rotate on a 47 degree axis so the stars can stunt the sky and create an Equax so they can see the Big Dipper. <laughs> and then proceeded to say that the Big Dipper is in his pants. Yeah, yeah. Stating he has a big lever, <laughs> <laughs> and you got to pull that lever, folks. <laughs> and the the most uh, unsettling thing about this entire thing for me, uh, guys, was when he's talking about his uh, freaks appreciating when he's horizontal. The the <laughs> the knowing nod from Mean Gene Oakland. <laughs> He's like, mm mm-hmm. mm. Oh, yeah, I understand. <laughs> you like to bump and grind? I like to bump and grind. So, and somehow this uh, is all about how size does matter yep. when it comes to him and Goldberg. It dick sizes matter in a wrestling match, so apparently. <laughs> God. That's what it felt like he talked about. Steiner clearly is just a. Uh is a poet with words. He's got a, he's, he's got a big pecker. <laughs> and, um, and if wrestling doesn't work out for him, motivational speaker is in his future. <laughs> I'd go to every seminar, 100%. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, if you want to see Mean Jeans, Knowing Nod, you've heard this promo about nothing. If you want to see it all, find the link in the video. Find the link to the video in the description of this episode, I should say, on the NAI network. Uh, Brian, you got any bookings? Hey, yeah. hey, chaotic hey, Friday wanna, night, PVP Saturday night. He wants to get out of here. They wanted to, at one point, didn't they want Scott Steiner to be like the guy in WWE? Yeah, and then he he dove off the apron into uh, Test's no, ankle. No, no, no. This I'm talking about. This is <laughs> before. Yeah. This is before. Yeah. Okay. Before his WC, like back in the when day. the Steiner brothers came in, they yeah. wanted to make Scott Steiner the guy. Could you imagine how different the wrestling world would be? <laughs> He'd still be batshit. I want to live in that, that that version of the multiverse where that that I happened. Just see. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted to add that that promo could have been a WWE ring. And they had a conversation and like, nope, this fucking guy's stupid. <laughs> yeah, we 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 got to get the hell out of here. This has been a a ridiculously crazy, delirious. Uh, WPAN this week. That's about it for us. So stay with the NAI Network all week long. Hear all of our friends get all their reactions to WrestleMania 33. And as for us, we'll be back on Thursday for the WPAN BDA bonus podcast, a special episode talking about NXT TakeOver Orlando. So make sure you subscribe to our WPAN feed to get that one. 
or go to bdaradio.com. Then join us back here next Monday on the NAI Network for episode 51 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Thank you very much to my friend, Julian Starr. Thank you guys for having me. Buenos noches, mi amigos. Thank you very much to Inside Perspective Zone, Scotty Slade. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to the currently sleeping, probably not with me yelling like this, firebrand Brian Fury making another appearance on the podcast. And thank you. That, that door is a rock and don't go and knock it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You are the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko. And thanks for nothing. Thanks.